What's good, y'all? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm Justin Michael. It's late night, Tuesday night. We've got a ton to talk about. Boise State falls at home to Fresno State. Absolutely brutal. Probably kills their shot at making the NCAA tournament without winning it all in Las Vegas. Ouch. Ouch town population you, bro. Quoting dodgeball there, but just a just a terrible loss by Boise State at home. Goes down as a quad four loss, actually. You know, I will say, I don't think this is necessarily as bad of a loss as the metrics will make it seem to be. I just mean Fresno State is kind of a sneaky, tough team. I was actually talking about that. I was my buddies, Jacob Hinsman and Micah Davis. But hey, I mean, it, a brutal loss is a brutal loss, and it, it probably burst Boise's bubble. Woo, that sucks. That sucks if you're a Boise State fan now. You don't want to throw too much shade if you're a CSU fan because you never know what will happen in this New Mexico game. But that's that's rough. And uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that. But we're going to talk plenty of football today. Todd Santeo, man, getting a lot of praise. I'll say this, man. He was really poised in his interviews. He, he, he impressed me. He did. I can see why people like being around him. And I'm going to talk about all of that and more. But first, I want to shout out my partners over at Chevalier Mortgage. Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. They're a family-owned business. They have local roots, CSU alum, DNVR members. And you know what really sets them apart is Mike is a certified financial planner. He looks at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. Because let's be honest, mortgage rates, they're pretty great all around right now. What you want is people that you can trust. And that is Mike and Virginia Chevalier. They truly are the best in the business. You know, whether looking at refinancing your current mortgage or buying a new home, Mike and Virginia, they will make the process as simple and smooth as possible. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Mike and Virginia, they're going to work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Finally, if you're a little more old school, you can give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472 or visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. Like I said, we're mostly going to be talking football today. Going to be playing some audio from Todd Centeo, from offensive coordinator John Budmeyer and Marcus McElroy. But the uh, the theme of today's podcast is just going to be talking about that quarterback position and why I think CSU fans need to at least give Todd Centeo a fair shot before they completely write him off. And I understand that's somewhat of a controversial opinion. I see all the you know negative tweets. I see that everybody's frustrated. And guys, I've, I've said it myself. He has to be better as a passer this year. But it was just such weird circumstances. And I think it's completely unfair not to acknowledge that. It's hard enough to transfer. It really is. When you're a transfer quarterback, that's one of the hardest things you can do. You got to le- learn new vocab, new checkdowns, New, you know, an entire new system. You're trying to adjust to a new town. 
new teammates, all of this on the fly. He had to do this during a pandemic. Like, it, that's absolutely brutal. And that's not even factoring in the, the investigation into the program, which obviously disrupted his ability to work with his teammates on the field and gain that chemistry. I mean, he played most of last season with a strained foot and a, a finger issue on his throwing hand. So let's give the dude a shot. Everything that the coaches and teammates are saying about him is great. Now, again, you've got to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, the, the coaching staff, they're not going to be really critical of their starting quarterback publicly. That wouldn't make any sense. They shouldn't. I will say some of the compliments uh, a little bit, probably too much hyperbole, almost at the detriment. John Budmeyer, he got asked if, if Santeo could be compared to Graham Mertz by my buddy Eddie Hers. He actually compared him to Russell Wilson, said his throwing style, his demeanor. Obviously, I mean, he he's trying to just give him high praise. And sometimes you can go too far in that regard. And, and then, you know, obviously it it looks bad if if he, you know, doesn't end up panning out. But I like the fact that everybody's speaking highly of him. I mean, Trey McBride had great things to say about him. Marcus McElroy explained how his just positive attitude and his his leadership style is really infectious. And I think that stuff matters, especially when you know, you have a lot of talent on this roster at the skill positions. I mean, look what you have at wide receiver. I think they have the best tight end group in the conference. I like what they have in the in the backfield. The offensive line should be really good. I mean, they don't need somebody to be Peyton Manning. They need somebody to lead the offense up and down the field. We'll see if Santeo can be that guy. All I'm saying is it's too early to write him off. And, and based on everything that I'm hearing, and just based on how he carried himself in that interview, he didn't dance away from tough questions. You know, he he was honest, he was forthright, he was humble. I'm rooting for him. He's a very likable guy. I see why his teammates and coaches are drawn to him. I really, really do. Being a great leader is very important. Now, I will say... <laughs> um, Adazio was so dismissive about throwing abilities and, and mattering. I think that's somewhat disingenuine. I mean, we, we don't want like a Tebow type situation where you literally can't throw the ball. Now, I get that Tebow is one of the greatest college football players of all time, but you guys know what I mean. I mean, we got to watch him up close in Denver, and I was a massive Tebow fan. Love the dude to death. But you do got to be able to throw the ball. I, I don't think Santeo is, you know, like incompetent. I don't think he's going to struggle with that. I don't really see him being a guy that's going to, you know, consistently stand in the pocket and just completely pick you apart, drop touch passes all over the field. But I think he's a guy that can use his athleticism to improvise. I think he has a stronger arm than most people realize. And if he can make the basic throws, get the football in the hands of his playmakers, that's really all you need him to do. The defense should be solid. You shouldn't be giving up, you know, like 30, 40 points like some years past. You need a guy that's a great leader that's not going to turn the football over. That's not going to be, you know, putting you in positions where you're playing from behind. You don't want a guy that's taking a bunch of sacks or, you know, a bunch of penalties or anything like that. And you try and rely on that run game, which is obviously always going to be the foundation of Steve Adazio's offense. And I think with the offensive line and the backs returning and, and, you know, getting a chance to really be comfortable in this system. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be able to run the ball successfully. 
That's going to open up the play action. If you have a mobile quarterback, you've got a group of really athletic tight ends that are also great blockers. There's a lot that you can do with the guys that are in place. I'm, you know, I'd say I'm cautiously optimistic about the potential of this offense. I think it's going to be better than a lot of people are, are forecast. Experience and culture are two really big factors when it comes to being a successful football program in college football. I think this program has it right now. I think they've got a really good core of veteran players that have been around, they've been through hell, and they just want to win. I mean, I, I kind of asked Marcus McElroy about that. I said, you know, what does it say about the state of CSU football that all these guys, they want to come back after a one-in-three season? And he was just really honest. You know, he kind of explained how they just see the potential. You know, they know what they've been through. They, they saw the flashes despite all of the weird circumstances last year. And they believe that they can build off that, take it to the next level and potentially contend for a conference championship. Now, I mean, I know we hear that every year, you know, everybody wants to contend for a conference championship, but the difference this time around is you really have a lot of those pieces in place. I mean, during the Bobo era, obviously there were some really talented quarterbacks, some really just incredibly talented players at the wide receiver position but they never really consistently had that defense and that always just broke their back in the big games. And I mean, we saw even in those losses to San Diego state and Boise state, the defensive line was flat out dominant at times. I mean, Scott Patchen was eating Boise state's lunch, man. They had to double him. They had to completely change what they were doing. Go back and watch that. Watch Patchen eat his ass up for the first two quarters and then see how Boise state adjusts in the second half. I mean, they, they were terrified of him. And you've got all of those pieces coming back. So, you know, let's, let's just see how it plays out, I guess is my point. There's, there's no sense in, in acting like the sky is falling when we haven't even seen how it's going to play out yet. We, I mean, yeah, be, be skeptical if you want. That's totally fair based on what we've seen. But there's no reason to, you know, just throw it fit and, and tweet mean and nasty things on there. How is that productive, man? How is that uplifting? I just, I don't get it. If Centeno ends up balling out, though, the, uh, the receipts are going to be absolutely incredible. I'll say that. So hope some of you guys can delete tweets fast if that's the case. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell some sunshine here or, you know, make it seem like CSU's the, the front runner going in or anything like that. I'm just saying they've got a lot of great pieces in place on offense and on defense. So there's there's reason to believe in that. And I want to see what Santeo can do before I write him off because I just don't think what we saw last year was a large enough sample size. Everything was so wonky, all the circumstances. He had to come in in relief. I mean, that's so hard to come in cold, guys. I don't think people truly understand how difficult that is, especially if you're not getting full-time reps as the number one guy. That's just not an easy situation to do. And on top of that, you're going against pretty good competition. As we saw, I mean, he played pretty well against Fresno State. He did miss some throws, but he, he you know, moved the ball effectively. He really ran the ball well. I mean, that was probably his best game rushing before he got hurt. But, you know, San Diego State, Boise State, those are two of the better defenses in the conference, and he went in cold against both of them. That's a shitty situation. It really is. Like, let's just be, let's be honest with ourselves. He says the right things. His teammates seem to believe in him. He's, he's clearly going to get the benefit of the doubt from the coaching staff. So let's see. 
I mean, I I feel like we've had longer leashes as fan bases for guys that were worse. I mean, people didn't even panic about Fatone Bauta after the first time they saw him play. And that CU game, man, he's great dude, really great dude, but you know, just not a great quarterback. Let's let's see how it plays out. That's all I'm saying. I I I liked I liked him. I liked him and I'm rooting for him. I guess that's where I'm at. One, because I I like rooting for guys that are humble and work hard even in the face of a lot of criticism. I like guys that are willing to stand up and answer the tough questions. And I root for guys that, in my opinion, face just some unnecessary nastiness online, which I think some of the stuff that has been tweeted about him has just gone a little bit over the line. Maybe I'm soft. Maybe I am. I just, I don't really see how that stuff is necessary. It's amateur athletics, guys. I know this stuff matters a lot. It matters a lot to me, too. But this isn't the NFL. It's amateur athletics. In the Mountain West, too. So, you know, maybe maybe just take a cup of reality every now and then. That's all I'm saying. All right, I'm going to play some of that audio, starting with Centeo, uh, and then going on to Marcus McElroy, uh, just kind of talking about I asked, you know, we asked Santeo just what it was like adjusting through everything, you know, what it means to him. Kelly Lyle asked him that. I thought it was a great question. And then, I, you know, some stuff I asked Marcus as well. So we're going to get into all of that and more. But first, just a quick word from our partners. UFC 259 is this weekend, and it's sure to be action-packed with three title fights taking place in one night. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 101 odds on either fighter to land a punch during the title fight. What this means is you can pick either fighter to land a punch during this weekend's UFC 259 bout, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 101 odds. Just bet $1 on either fighter, and you're going to be able to cash $100. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry, though. If MMA is not for you, DraftKings Sportsbook has great odds and promotions in basketball, hockey, so much more. We've got college basketball games, the NBA, the NHL, table tennis, whatever you want. Shoot, you can bet on Call of Duty if you're really into it. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up for your chance to turn $1 into $100. All you got to do, pick a fighter. If either event fighter lands a punch on Saturday, place your bet, watch the fist fly this weekend. Again, that code DNVR to turn $1 into $100. If either fighter lands a punch for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, new customers-only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. How doing? Good. How you doing, Todd? I'm good. Hey, Mike Brohard from CSU. So when, when Steve Adazio and even John talk about you, they talk about you having it. For you, what does that mean? Um, I believe that's uh, the leadership aspect. And I feel like uh, in my, in my, at my position, I can make a lot of things happen. Like I can create when I get out the pocket. 
I can run the ball if you need me to. And, and then with the new passing game that uh, Coach Bud Meyer is implementing, I feel like I'm going to be a lot more efficient than what I previously have shown. You know, transferring, sorry, Justin Michael here of DNVR, you know, transferring is never an easy situation anyways. You know, you got to get new teammates, new city, trying to learn a new system. But then, you know, factoring in the pandemic and, and the program being shut down for the investigation, you know, how hard did it make it for you to kind of, you know, just get used to the new offense last year? And how did that, you know, impact you? Um, I would say, you know, it was a lot of off and on, like we were going to go, we, were, we weren't going to go. So as a player, that's kind of like, we want to know if we're going to go, if we're going to go, if we're not, we're not, you know, because then you always have to, you, like, you know, the, the quote, you know, stay ready for, you know, so you don't have to get ready. Like, you know, I feel like that holds truth, but at the same time, we're college students. We're 22 years old. We're 21 years old. Like if you're saying we're not going, then we're kind of taking that relaxed, you know, relaxed state. And, you know, we're just going to go out there, throw, throw around, get, you know, have some fun with, with your teammates and all that. So it wasn't going back and forth from we're going to go or we're not going to go. We're not, you know, the, can't, the, the conference canceled and the conference came back and said that we were going to play. So it was just like a weird, it, the whole season last year was just a weird state. It, it was a weird state from the get-go to the end. You know, not not trying to get you to say anything bad about Patrick or, or anything like that, but is it just a little more, I guess, comforting going into this spring, just knowing, you know, you're the guy, you don't have to split reps, you don't have to go back and forth, it's not going to be a situation where it might be, you know, both you or only one of you, you're the guy, you can focus on doing your thing. Um, I, I love Patrick. Uh, he's a great player. He's a great guy in the locker room as well. But uh, I feel like um, I I want I shot blank. Ask the question again. <laughs> you asked Just, me about is, is it and, easier? Is it easier going into this process knowing you are the guy? Like, can can you relax a little bit? I guess. Um, I don't. I feel like there's urgency, you know, because I I want to be that be what everybody wants me to be, you know. I want to be that guy that everybody can lean on and, and know that I'm, I'm going to make those plays for us. So I, I have that pressure on myself, but overall there's, there's not as much pressure, but again, I'm not, I'm not afraid to compete either. So there's, there's always that if, if Pat was still here, I would be competing, competing my butt off the same way, trying to get the spot. So. Hey, Marcus, Justin, Michael of DNVR here. The coaches have had high praise for Todd Santeo, the way he carries himself. You've been around a lot of quarterbacks during your time at CSU. You know, what kind of stands out about Todd and and why, you know, why do people believe in him as the as the guy? You know, a big thing um, that I've realized, um, you know, around being with so many different quarterbacks, they all have um, they all have their own little personal vibes and you know, as you're around them more and more, they have their own little, you know, things that tendencies that you can sort of point out and sort of, you know, figure out. And I think with Toddy is just he has this he has a really strong, positive attitude going into a lot of a lot of situations, um, no matter what's going on. You know, it could be late in the game down by two touchdowns. We need to go down and score a point. Here's Toddy on the sidelines motivating everybody. Um, Toddy has just a, a very positive attitude around about himself. And I think right now, you know, him being the leader that we look to, it gives everybody a, a good sense of where we need to be at all the time and just trying to be positive and look to, you know, always make strides. And I think his big thing is always making strides, you know, regardless of what we're doing. So, you know, he wants us to, sh- 
you know, as a quarterback, he pushes us to stride on, on and off the field. So, you know, in the weight room, he wants us to be good. When we're studying plays, anything, you know, he, he motivates us to all try and, you know, be the best we can, regardless of what's going on. Marcus, certainly Todd didn't play a ton last season, but how much did just being around him last year help maybe him take over that leadership role for this offense this year? Um, I think that really put him in a good position. You know, it's at a, it's kind of hard to try and, I think, you know, make transitions like that without having any experience being around, you know, some of the starting offensive players. So, you know, coming in, you have, you know, a freshman quarterback or anybody that pops up and they just kind of show up and they're trying to build their bonds off, you know, trying to make something new. Well, Toddy got to be with us in the in the trenches and be with us in the, in the you know, in the situations where, you know, it's a game time situation and we got to see what he, how he's going to respond. And he gets to see how the rest of the team responds and how he interacts. And, you know, I think he really melded together well with everything that we had going on last year. And I think going into this year, he just kind of carried over the energy that he had and his mentality of, you know, I want to make sure that we're, we're contending at the best we can every time we play. So, Marcus, I know everybody's, you know, decisions are, are made for individual reasons, but what does it say about CSU football and the relationship that you guys have with these coaches that, you know, so many veterans wanted to come back, you know, Trey McBride, you guys, Manny, some of these guys on defense, people had the option to, you know, transfer elsewhere or potentially go pro. They decided to come back after a one in three season. What about, what about the program makes all of you guys want to be a part of it? Um, I think a big thing that everyone, every one of us saw was the potential that we as a team have. Um, Last year, yeah, we did have a few issues here and there just from a standpoint of, you know, it's a new team and we're trying to get everything together and we had the short spring. But just from even having a short spring and the little bit of fall camp that we had and to play those games and to most of the time, the games that we played all came down to, you know, bad bad play by someone here, bad play on, you know, this team. So I think right now everybody saw that if we came together and really had the opportunity to get a spring, get a summer, get a fall camp and go into the season, we have a unbelievable team, unbelievable amount of talent and an ability to go out and really shock the conference and really let people know. And I think a lot of people in the conference already know that you know, we have a good amount of weapons on the team. Our defensive line is, I think that's probably the best defensive line in the conference, hands down. We have an offensive line that even with the fact of, you know, trying to learn a whole new offensive scheme by the end of the season, they picked it up. And next thing you know, we're really rolling and we could really, you know, we challenge ourselves and we accomplish the challenges that we set for ourselves. And I think right now the thing is everybody put in those challenges for the spring so that we can accomplish them in the spring and be in the fall and set even better goals. And our goals are to really go out and win a conference championship. And right now, I think a lot of our upperclassmen can see that we can do that right now. Everyone needs a little jolt in the morning. There's no better way to do it than with Strava Craft Coffee. Strava is now offering a 25% off code to our listeners 
So for all you loyal listeners who have already used the 20% off code, you can now re-up and save 25% using the code DNVR25 at checkout. If you're in the metro area, you can always stop by the DNVR bar and try Strava's incredible cold brew. Yep, we've got the very finest of cold brew on tap at the DNVR bar. Swing on in and try sometime. I promise you will not be disappointed. You can also subscribe now and save 20% with a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. We know a bunch of you have taken advantage of the one-time code and now you can save 20% off your favorite coffee forever. You'll never have to put your credit card info in again. If you've never tried the rich CBD-infused Strava Craft Coffee, you can use the code DNVR25, save 25% off your first order. CBD-infused coffee helps with chronic headaches, joint pains, IBS, so much more. No coffee jitters if you want three or four cups a day. You can sign up and cancel at any time. There's no strings attached. I'm telling you, it is the best. And remember, if you've never ordered it before, order online using the code DNVR25 for 25% off. Even if you have ordered before, you can use that code DNVR25, 25% off. Shout out to Strava Craft Coffee. All right, we're going to wrap up today's podcast. Uh, just going to briefly talk about the, the New Mexico game. We've got plenty of time to talk about that. Look, this is a matchup in which CSU should roll. There is one thing that always worries me a little bit, and that is the coach factor now. It's been just a lot of turmoil down in Albuquerque. It's kind of unfortunate to see how far that program has fallen over the last decade or so. I mean, even, even looking at you know CSU's last five years and some of those really, really brutal years under Eustacey and, and obviously the transition into Medved where there wasn't a lot of team success, CSU still has a better record over the last half decade than New Mexico does. Steve Ivey pointed that out to me. Uh, on press row the other night and that just feels really crazy to say but it's just a program that's fallen really far and i will say you know they 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 played hard and in a couple of those games you know we saw them give pretty good effort against air force it's been such a difficult situation and i do think this is a tough team and because of that you know you're gonna have to come and, and make sure you don't overlook them i think boise state did that a little bit with fresno state Part of it was Boise State just couldn't make a shot down the stretch. There was a lot of hero ball going on. Um, it was not good. I mean, they missed, couldn't make a jump shot those last like three, four minutes. It was, it was crazy, and that's kind of been Boise's specialty this year. They've had guys that have, you know, really been closers. Alston's been pretty good in the clutch. Um, even RJ and some of those other guys they have on the team, they've been, you know, pretty good down the stretch. But Fresno State, they went in there and they punched him in the mouth a little bit and. You know, you just you don't want the same thing to happen if you're CSU. You don't want to lose your shot at an at large bid and put yourself in a position where you have to win the Mountain West tournament because that's just so so challenging. To be honest, I mean, it would be incredibly exciting to see CSU to win the Mountain West tournament. So obviously, I'm not rooting against that, but I'd much prefer the Rams get in as an at large bid because I just I don't want them to blow all their energy trying to win it all in Vegas. You know what I mean? I mean, they'll have some you know, a week in between the when they would be playing or close to a week as long as they're not, you know, a play-in game. But all I'm saying is I I think at the best case scenario is you get in as an at-large and to do that, you take care of business against New Mexico, you take care of business against Nevada, and then you win at least one game in Vegas. I don't think you want to be a first-round exit and just, you know, maybe put that doubt into the mind of somebody on a selection committee that 
may or may not have been paying that close of attention to CSU. You just, you don't want to put yourself in the position where there's any doubt. Win these two, you should be in. You have a slim chance to win the conference title. Um, you need San Diego State to lose to UNLV tonight. I wouldn't bet on it. UNLV really seems to be regressing. They cost me a parlay last weekend when they lost to Fresno State. So Fresno State, maybe sneaky in Vegas, maybe a team if you're looking for a dog. We all talked about, you know, Nevada's the five seed. You got to look out for them. I think a lot of people had their eye on Wyoming as a team that could maybe win a game or two. Maybe Orlando Robinson and Fresno State. We'll have to see. Um, that's not a matchup that terrifies me, but they have come on strong down the stretch. All right, that's all we've got today. Uh, shout out to everybody that continues to support the content. It's a great time to be a basketball fan. Fun stuff going on in the football front as well with spring ball. I'll be covering it all. It's going to be weird not being in Vegas. Um, be the first time I won't be at the Mountain West tournament since I was 20. So that's that's going to be kind of weird. Eddie Hers won't be there either. We were we were both reminiscing. We've you know just kind of grown up together, you know, covering CSU and, you know, starting at the collegian. And I looked at some pictures from our first mountain West tournament back in uh, 2017. And we look young. We look real young uh, or 2016, whatever it was. I don't know. I'm old. Anyways. Um, we'll be back with more content throughout. Looking forward to the tournament next week. Looking forward to these games. Much love. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I